It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Welcome, Swiggies. You are here in episode, shoot, I don't know what number we are. Okay, let's think about this. Okay. (laughs) Okay, wait. Okay, hang on. Okay. We just did the count. 22? 26. 26. Episode 26. 26! Yes. Episode 26. Okay. We forgot to think about that ahead of time. What's exciting about this episode is you're, you're looking at me in the future because future me has been to the Eras tour. Wow, that's right. Future me has been to the Eras tour. Swiggies. Okay. Before we get into this, why we're talking about the future, I just want to introduce who is in the studio with me right now. This is my dear friend, Kate. Kate is here. Hi, Kate. I'm so excited to be on the pod. She's so excited that I just pulled out her headphones. Okay. Kate, Kate, we're super professional here, so get them back in. Okay. Okay. What you didn't hear me saying is that I'm also excited you're here, Kate. It's good to see you. I'm so happy to have another guest on our podcast talking about Swifty stuff. Kate Kate is very excited, but I'm equally excited because Kate is a person that I have known since I was 18. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I know about Kate is that she has... A voice that could compete with Taylor Swift. Oh, thank you. She really does. Wow. Yeah. Um, Let's hear it. uh, Well, we just might. We we might break into the song. As we break into the song, I know, Mm -hmm. Sam, you and I love to sing on this podcast, (laughs) but it's pathetic. We're going to really be shown (laughs) off by Kate, okay? So, Kate is a dear friend. She lives in Minneapolis with me, which is why, Swiggies that can see us right now, we are in person. This is super fun. At least for now, until we leave. The reason why I told you, Sam, that we are in the future, because we are recording this early, and this episode, as our Swiggies are listening, is after both Kate and I have been to the Taylor Swift Eras Mm -hmm. Tour. We are in our post-Eras Tour. I'm actually in my bragging to you and trying to stay silent era about what it was. Just to further clarify the situation this episode is being recorded a month before it yeah. posts so that's sort of what you mean by that yeah that's um, what i mean right and we my whole deal like i when you all started this podcast i was so excited it was like this is brilliant this is so creative it's so fun please let me be on the podcast and we have to do it before you move yeah <laughs> and it was also like you can't move until you've also gone to the airs tour right. in minneapolis so I, I feel like this episode might get emotional. So I mean, maybe. Like, I don't. I really don't want to think about you moving. So we're just we're just gonna stay in yeah. our happy post eras tour 
Hi. And to Hi. everyone okay. listening, too, this has been a very fun five-plus years for Rachel and I because we didn't think that we would ever live in the same place again. Yeah. We went to college together. We were in the same sorority. And then I lived with Rachel and two other very dear friends in Chicago for two-plus years. Mm -hmm. And we had children around the same time. So... Um, I love it. Sam, I think we need to find out Kate's Swifty story. Mm. What do you say? Yes, Kate, I'm, I'm intrigued to know why you so badly you wanted to be on this podcast today. You know, today. because I, I'm a singer-songwriter at heart. Um, I wrote lots of songs in college. I really haven't done that since college, but I just have always loved and admired Taylor Swift for her songwriting ability. Um, the girl mm -hmm. can write a hook like mm. nobody. It, I didn't just know that. Turning it out <laughs> year after year after year, like it's it's truly amazing. Um, Do you relate to Taylor Swift songwriting in that you did that when you were a teenager? Falling yeah. in love, experiencing heartbreak, oh, yes. yep. writing songs about that. Yep. Writing about feelings. Mm -hmm. To anyone who knows the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 4, mm -hmm. which is like a hopeless romantic type. Mm -hmm. So definitely, like that bled into my songwriting. <laughs> Not the first time we've brought up our Enneagrams on this podcast. Yeah. It's right in. So have you been listening to Taylor since debut? Yes, since the beginning. Since the be So we all lived in Chicago during that time when debut came out. And I will always remember like listening to the country radio like disc jockeys saying, like debating her and being like, oh, do you think she has staying power? Do you think she's the real deal? She's so young, blah, blah, blah. Oh, did you know she writes her own songs? Oh, that's cute. No, but actually they're pretty good. Like, and you know, they were going back and forth. And I'm thinking to myself, like, she's, she was what, 14, 15? It's like, yeah. and she wrote these songs? Yes, I think she's going to be with us for a while. Yeah, you've been yes. a country music fan for as long yes. as I've known oh, you. Oh, yes. Like a true, tried and true, from Nebraska, yep. country <laughs> music fan. So Now, do you, do you uh, connect more or, or listen to more of her country songs than you do her modern pop songs? Or do you love all of her genres that she's skirted across. What do you, I just what do you love, love it all. I love yeah. it all. And it, that's kind of like my own music taste. Like I, I think the only thing I really don't enjoy is heavy metal, but otherwise mm -hmm. I listen to everything and every style of music kind of like fits the mood that you're in or the season of the year or yeah, you're a very mood listener. Yeah. It's such a four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah. You're a big mood listener, which is so <laughs> yes. great. What do you think Taylor's Enneagram is? Um, so, I mm, don't know. Okay, this is interesting. Just this week, I've discovered um, a person on Instagram, and we'll link to it in the show notes, who has been breaking down, assigning Enneagrams to each album. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, oh, I, I love, love that. Um, I'm blanking now what a four is and what a nine is. Sam and I mm. are nine. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yep. So, I'm... I'm actually blanking on what that is right now but um does each album I, have a different enneagram like does it yeah she ex mm -hmm. she explains why now, okay i think that means that she doesn't end up 
because there's only nine types, and so right. she doesn't end up doing all ten albums. But I can't remember. Okay. Maybe she assigned two to one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Either way, I'm gonna like see if I can reach out to her and say, "Hey, now will you talk about what you think Taylor Swift is?" Yeah, I don't know. that would be amazing. Okay. I found out that Sarah Bareilles is a four, and I was so happy. It's it's very <laughs> common for it has to be common for musicians, especially right. songwriters. Because you really have to be in touch with the emotional. We had, Fran yep. talked about this on the podcast with her, that she had to, like, sometimes she's like a therapist pulling out emotions for other artists when she's trying to, like, write songs mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, and 100%. So, you, yeah. you have to be in touch with you all gotta of the emotions. You got to know those feelings. Yeah. Well, I love hearing. So that's hearing, my story, Sam. I, I love hearing it, Kate. Uh, you know, Rachel and I have our own unique stories of how we came on to Taylor Swift and as you probably know, it was much later in her career than for you. So to, to meet, an, or not to meet, but to, to be in the presence of an OG Swifty um, is humbling, to say the least. It is. <laughs> it is. I was thinking the same thing. I'm feeling a little like she's going to, like, school us, Sam. I, but no, I mean, you guys have gone deep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I've loved the songs. I've loved all the albums. But, like, you know things that is amazing the internet yeah. has things mm-hmm. we just know how to google <laughs> i had a friend recently ask me who's listened to our podcast how much research do we have to do before every episode about her career about her past where the songs came from what inspired it and i said you know what some research goes into it but a lot of it i just know and those yeah. those are moments that yeah. remind me oh gosh i am a deep Swifty at this point when I just know Mm -hmm. things without even using the internet. So anyways, um, happy to get into it. Now, should we, Rachel, what do you think? Do we get into some new shit, the three of us? I think we do. I want to find out. Kate always has great taste in music, so I'm curious, Kate. You know, you're, you seem to be doing good. Are you on to some new shit? Or or some (laughs) old shit? Like, you know I love my old shit. It is. It's like... A rotation of new and old and new like I haven't bought anything new super recently as far as like downloading anything on iTunes but um, I did hear a new single since we're kind of on a country like mm. theme right now yeah. um, Luke Combs has a cover of um, what's a Tracy Chapman song uh, Fast Car the, yes wow oh. have you heard this no, but that's one of my it's favorite songs of all time. Excellent. Wow. Okay. And like, you know, the riff, like. Fun. And like Luke Combs' voice is so good on that song. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, I feel like I was drunk. City lights lay out before, and your arm fell nice wrapped around my shoulder. And I, yeah. So I love that. That's a new new and old and i love this song and i love his voice uh but then i'm also i just have like lizzo and Mm. heim and emily king like i just like those are the ladies that i'm listening to right now the ladies summer for you yeah Mm -hmm. with a little bit of luke yeah (laughs) right or i guess i'll go next yeah go ahead the new shit that i'm on to this week is a mix of new and old um, I've re I'm, I'm going back and listening to Hosier again. Mm, Hosier? Oh yeah. Ho- Hosier? I always thought it was Hosier. Ho- I'm Hosier? not too sure how he would want it pronounced. 
Um, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The yeah. take me to church guy. Um, but I, I'm, I was on to his, he does have new shit. And so that's what I'm listening to. He put out some singles back in May and I listened to those. Uh, there's only three of them. But then it wanted, I, I wanted to go back and listen to the album. I used to have his CD. I think it was his first CD that came out, the one with Take Me to Church on it. And I hadn't listened to it in, I mean, it, it's been about 10 years now. So I went back and, and listened to that album again, and uh, it's very, very good. He actually popped onto my radar because I was on Swift Talk, as I do. And there's some inter sections between Taylor's songwritings and Hozier's songwritings. He does have some pretty profound lyrics and poetry. So if you love oh. Taylor's songwriting, I would definitely recommend you listen to Hozier's songwritings as well. So still obsessed and I will see how long this lasts but I'm still obsessed with you're losing me so much so that I'm like going like in search of multiple like people's analysis of that song I cannot stop crying with that song it's so oof. it's just oof, yeah. and I really really love it and so it's not yeah. often that I like get that absorbed into one song I can't find a pulse. My heart won't start anymore for you. Cause I can relate, Rachel. That song is, it's great. It's sad. It's very emotional. It is Taylor ripping us apart at the core. So mm, yeah. I feel that. I feel that deeply. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of ripping our hearts out. Truly, yes. Good segue. This is such a great segue into our Swift of the Week. And I'm going to turn it over to Kate because you picked our Swift of the Week. It's such a good Kate song. So why don't you tell us what we're listening it to and chatting is. about today. We are talking about Better Man. Yay! wasn't even originally recorded by Taylor. It was by Little Big Town uh, in the single released in October of 2016 um, and then went on to win Song of the Year for the CMAs in 2017. Um, but this was when Taylor was shifting away from country. Um, Better Man didn't make the cut for her Red album and so she gave it away. Um, and then of course she re-recorded it for Taylor's version, which was super fun to hear her voice yes. on it. Um, and, and the differences between the two versions, that was super fun. Like my first intro to it was the little big town and Karen Fairchild's voice on it. Like her voice is so like silky and smooth and the timber of her register is like lower and like velvety. Mm -hmm. And I just love that like from the first 
first phrases of like the I know I'm probably better off on my own. You know, like I just oh I loved her voice on that. You so. sound just like her right there. <laughs> See, we're, we're in for a show here, Sam. Uh, so when I heard Taylor's version, I was like a little like, oh, this is different. Did she write it specifically for them? Did they request no, she write it? No, she wrote it for her Red album, and it didn't make the cut. It, she said okay. she chose all too well instead of this one. Okay, that's that makes sense because Better Man gives off a lot of track five vibes, and totally. All Too Well is a track five. It's Better Man yeah. is just very vulnerable. It is Taylor at her one of her most vulnerable. So I get that All Too Well took its place. I'm I shouldn't say I'm sad that it did because we have All Too Well, but Better Man is similar. And Rachel, when we talked about I Bet You Think About Me, was it? also on the vault we were like why was that not on red original and she must have she had to make these decisions um but i think better man is is a a fantastically written song her performance in the song is amazing the songwriting is fantastic um i'm so glad we have it now i just is one of those times i'm like why didn't it make the cut but who knows i wasn't there on the cutting room floor but um yeah um this is uh this is the point where we Talk about what cocktail inspired us. Kate, tell us what you're swigging on for Better Man. So I I'm I am not very creative with names. I that's why I didn't go into advertising, but this is my broken hearted, bloody better man cocktail. Mm. It is cab with whiskey. Mm. Wow. And some lemon oh juice <laughs> and some simple syrup. And in it, I don't know if you can see it, but it's like a floating ice cube that is like representing like this like blob of pain floating around in Hmm. like the tears of a broken relationship. (laughs) That is good. That is good. And it sounds like quite a strong cocktail, one that you would (laughs) want to go towards if you're feeling downtrodden and heartbroken and you want to forget the 100%. memories. percent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. If you're like, oh, I don't want to think about this today. Yeah. Drink. Take a, Drink. <laughs> take a swig. Kate's going feeling downtrodden at the end of this episode. Tell like, us how it I'm tastes, I'm just laughing Kate. because this is. Yeah, this give is, us a little, give us a taste. What does it taste okay, like? Okay, here we go. Definitely like smoky oaky. <laughs> but very well that. balanced the lemon juice and the simple syrup like gives it a really nice balance mm. so <laughs> all right i i'll go next since we're here yeah. together um so i was thinking i i i'm gonna give you my best okay no but this is what this oh, is this is my, my best. best this is my best okay so sometimes you have a, a, a spirit like with the name of a man, like let's say Jose Cuervo, or let's say Jack Daniels. Um, And you just, that spirit, we've said this before, it's just, it's not the best, okay? You need to give it your best. You need to make it a better man, okay? So this is the kind of cocktail you make when you've got like a not so great spirit, a man on the front of your your bottle that is just not the best okay you need to give it its best so 
this is a perfect way to add a mixer. And my favorite summertime mixer is the Jalapeno Limeade from Trader Joe's. I keep this stocked every summer because it makes the quickest way to get to a margarita. If you don't want to measure out your lime juice, you don't want to measure out your simple syrup, you don't your agave syrup, you don't want to measure out all that. You just you just glug in, you add it to some, whatever cheap thing you've got, even if it's cheap bourbon. Doesn't it's not a margarita anymore, but it's something interesting, okay? It makes it a better man. And if you want to bump it up even more and you've got some orange liqueur like Grand Marnier, I mean, take it all the way. So that's what I did today. I, I chose Jose Cuervo mm. and um, then I added and then I made it a better man. I gave you my best right here. That's genius. I love it. It's great. It's excellent. Cheers. Delicious. Cheers. All right, what Sam. About you, Sam. Across okay. the screen, what are you swigging on? I made a cocktail that I'm calling a bitter man. Ooh. <laughs> you wanted that reaction, didn't you? That's exactly what I was hoping I for. love the glass, too. He is the cutest. Thanks. Look at our giant, you I... know, Mondo glasses. So the bitter man is all about bitter ingredients. So yeah. I've got Campari okay. and rye and grapefruit juice make sure it's no sugar added grapefruit juice again it's right. all about the bitterness and of course bitters i chose orange bitters and then cherry bitters because Ooh, that sounds amazing. cherry is red and cherry is also the color of taylor's classic red lips so but the idea is that you take a sip of this like i'm about to do and you're like, whoa, that's quite bitter. And then you say to yourself, I'm hoping it might turn sweet again. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it was in the beginning. So if you actually drink Campari, it sort of starts off a little bit sweet, but Campari yeah. definitely ends bitter. So Bitter Man is this cocktail. That's Cheers adorable. to I the love three it. of us. That's awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, might I mention, I'm I'm chasing that with a very bitter IPA. Oh, oh wow! So I'm double fisting. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Is it that kind of day? <laughs> I just wish I was a better man. Sometimes. But, um, All right. Speaking of man, let's start breaking down better man. We like to start since we have the spirits in our hand. We like mm-hmm. to start with spirit of a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spirit of the song. Kate, you chose this song this week, so why don't you lead us off with what do you think is like the main spirit, the main kind of general point of the song? Yeah, so for me, I got to add a little bit of context to this because this is a deeply personal song for me because it sort of sparked a period of healing for me from a past relationship um, that I like held on to for way too long. I thought I had moved on and I did like I did and I had, but this song like unearthed some pain that I needed to heal from. Um, And it was actually, I was in the car, like on a road trip after I had just had a therapist appointment and I was listening to this song and I felt like I was having a heart attack. Like I felt like pain, like 
coming out of my chest and like down through my arm and I was like oh my god I'm having a heart attack oh my god but it it was literally like to me it was this unresolved pain in me that I needed to work through and this song absolutely helped me do that and I cannot I've never had that experience before where like a piece of art helped me with something so personal and like from my past or whatever that I was going through um so the spirit of this song for me is 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 really a gift to anybody who is holding on to something that is painful that hurts that they want to let go of um but you know when she's talking about like um you know, I miss you and I wish you were a better man. It's like, to me, I'm like, maybe you just kind of miss the feeling that you had when things were good or that, you know, the good memories you have, like you miss that, but you know, like you're smarter than that. And you know that like Mm -hmm. you're better off. And Mm -hmm. so like, I really feel like this is sort of a love letter to anyone who's been through that. Like, had someone in their life that they loved who was not good for them who was not good to them and yes maybe they had some good qualities or they had some good memories together uh and it's okay to like miss the good times Mm -hmm. and so I feel like this is like permission to sort of like mourn something that's no longer it's 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 very it's like a mixed emotion song. Absolutely, it is, and I, I appreciate you sharing that with all of us. Um, that there is something that Taylor is sort of alluding to as well, and that it's okay to miss somebody and 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 yearn for the good times, even though ultimately it was toxic and it was somebody that wasn't good mm-hmm. to you it's okay to let yourself still feel like you want them. And this is one of many examples that Taylor Swift has sung about this. This song, Better Man, reminds me of other songs on this same album, including I Almost Do, The Very First Night, I Bet You Think About Me, of course, Mm -hmm. All Too Well, Um, she's very vulnerable in all of these songs and she's acknowledging that she has gone, she is going through heartbreak and she misses what it was. And I'm assuming that this song is about the same subject as all of those other songs too, that it's about the same person. And we will never know that for sure, but it has very similar emotional qualities that you know than in those same other songs and so this is just another one of her fine examples of just laying all of her emotions out there for us to hear and listen to and relate to and i feel like it's very and and maybe this isn't true of all people but i feel like many of us can relate to pursuing someone because we want them to be something that we have, like the idea that we have of them in our head is not reality. And we chase yes. them 
because we think that they will be that person that we've built up in our mind when mm-hmm. that's really not true. Yes, and then that's ultimately the whole major point is Taylor wishes that he was better than than he was. I think what a lot of people have connected, some people have connected with this song not just because of a love interest, mm-hmm. but because of another person yeah. in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people who have talked about their own parents and how this mm-hmm. has pulled that out of them. Maybe a sibling, maybe a, mm-hmm. a best friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's, this is, I think the song leaves it open-ended for any really challenging relationship where you just wish that person was better and you know they're not right now mm-hmm. or ever. Yep. And you have to like separate yourself and acknowledging that that's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I think we need to run into the musical mixology of it. Have we not yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, not really. Like, we haven't gotten into, like, what are the sounds that we're hearing? And we touched a little bit on this, and I think it's hard to talk about the musical mixology of it without, um, with, do you want me to wait? Oh, you can keep talking. I don't okay. mind if there's dogs barking in the background. I think it's cute. Same so, thing. Just for cute. the record. You can't hear him, but he likes the dogs in the background, I, so. She's just so busy. Oh, she's so busy. 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 She's busy. There's a lot of squirrels to sniff. Hey, in or out? In or out? She can't decide. In or out? <laughs> you could probably hear all this, can't you? I forget. Yeah. Okay, picks up the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> so yes, I want to get into the mixology. It's hard to talk about the music of this song without talking about the influence that we have with Little Big Town mm-hmm. first. First of all, I became I needed to like listen side by side to these two songs. Now you don't have to listen to Little Big Town's version in order to appreciate Taylor Swift's version. We're talking about the Taylor Swift song today, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do really I wanted to listen to the differences in order to listen to the intentionality mm-hmm. of how Aaron Dessner and Taylor like mixed this together mm-hmm. because those two are smart people. <laughs> They're smart artists, and they don't do anything just out of whim. Like, it's very intentional. So, so mm-hmm. the first thing, I noticed that when I was listening to the Little Big Town song, it sounded more um, kind of happy, almost. Really? Almost, yes. And I maybe I'm weird. And I think this might be the fact that I've been listening to your losing me too much. So I have this, like... <laughs> so anything compares to that like, as well. I just have this, like, Taylor is just devastated. See, because I feel like Little Big Towns, um, the, the music arrangement has more instruments and more voices and more harmonies Mm -hmm. and so to me it feels more deep it's like a deeper like like ooh, I can really feel the pain in this Mm -hmm. and Taylor's to me feels uh more uh sort of like and even what she does vocally it's a little more sing-songy um Mm -hmm. she's like um oh I'm trying to think of how she it's really hard it gets hard I know (laughs) I'm probably better off on my own than needing a man who, I don't know, like, and then Karen Fairchild is like, I know, yeah. I'm probably better off on my own. Like, it's a little more like she's telling you the story, and Taylor's is a little more sing-songy 
to me. Yeah, and and I to the to me the main instrument differences between the two versions. Little Big Town has piano, mm-hmm. where Taylor has strings, mm-hmm. and because of that, Taylor's version is a lot lighter. And yes, sing song yeah, is a great it's way like, to describe it's, that. It's, it's a little more plucky and yeah. floaty and light. Yes. So to me, lighter is sadder. So mm-hmm. Little Big Town is. I've dealt with this, and I'm standing on mm-hmm. stage with my girlfriends mm-hmm. talking about how I feel. Because she uh-huh. literally is. She's yeah, just yeah, accompanied yeah. by these pissed-off yeah. girlfriends. Yep. And Taylor is just kind of devastated. <laughs> yeah. Um, like by herself in a closet. Yes. <laughs> yes. And is that just you're losing me, influencing me? I don't know. Well... It's a thing that Taylor does is she uses light instrumentation yeah. to represent her innocence, I think. Yes. Because yes. I do. I hear I hear mm-hmm. youth and I hear innocence in Taylor's version mm-hmm. and I hear a woman who's done with this shit with the little big town <laughs> version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Did you know that there's like so many instruments credited in the song? There's a lot of string instruments. There's a cello, violin, viola a double bass, I hear, especially in the beginning, before she starts singing a lap steel guitar. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's like that sliding. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also a mandolin, which I struggle to hear, but that there's just a lot of strings well, in, She uses in the London Orchestra on her track. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool hmm. as shit. Yes. I didn't know that either. Which is really funny, Sam, because... Um, Back in episode the one, yes, I think that we said, I literally said, has Taylor used an, a string orchestra before? I don't think she has. This is probably the first one. Speaking of the one, I also forgot to mention, this. the one is also another yeah. one of her songs that reminds oh, yeah. me of this. They're all kind of interconnected. Well, maybe this is a good time for us to get into the lyrics because I feel like so many of her lyrics and so many of her songs tie back. I, I mean, I wrote so many down. In fact, we're going to start off right away with a lyric that made me sing a song that we've already done. Better off Go being ahead. on my own, king of my heart. Mm-hmm. I heard that right away because she opens up king of my heart with, I'm here on my own, I'm better off high. being alone. Yes. What's interesting right. is the... Lyric here is almost like, I know I'm better off being on my own. I'm probably better I'm off. Probably. Which I, I think is a significant word there. Right? Yeah. Because she's still almost doubting that. Rachel, you and I have talked about how Taylor gets criticism for being a serial dater, but you, you view it as, that's not a bad thing. Taylor just loves loving people, yeah. loving a partner. And so she's like, I'm probably better off on my own. But here she is getting into the thought process of what it's like being with this person or just being with anybody in general, a man in particular, who doesn't even know what he has when he has it, which hmm. is right. which is very reminiscent of, of other songs that she sung about, particularly on Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, all too well back when you, before you lost the one good thing you ever knew. Totally. She talks about, in this verse, the permanent damage you did to me. Um, 
And I was thinking about woulda, coulda, shoulda. And Mm -hmm. give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. Which we've mentioned as... Well, we haven't talked about that song yet. Um, But that's... It makes me think. I know you said at the beginning of discussing this that like, oh, this could be likely about a certain person that is she sings a lot about on red. But I think as she does in many of relationships, I think that she pulls in lots of different experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that just feels like I think those were these are all early relationships that she had and when you have these early relationships it sounds a little bit like what you were talking mm-hmm. about. Like it it really does scar you. Right. Like and you don't even realize it until right. you've are later down the road literally on the road in the car car being like why am i thinking about this you know like um but i i will say to that lyric that permanent damage you done to me the piece of me is like i don't want anybody to have that kind of power like over me uh but yes like you do have scars on your heart and on your soul and you know like when you break a bone and it heals that it's stronger when it heals Mm. and so it's like yes there might be some damage but i choose to sort of look look to the healing process and realizing how much stronger you can be once you've properly healed and resolved the pain you know yeah I, I love this next part, how she sings it. She sings never again, comma. Yeah. Which I think is connected to the previous line. And I see the permanent damage you did to me. I think she's saying never again. Yes, 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 yes. I don't want to go through that again, never again. But she lyrically or, or um, vocally, she connects it to this. And I love that part. I just wish I could forget when it was magic. Because here she is allowing herself to think about the good. And this is why it's such a back and forth. Like you could just feel how mm-hmm. she's going back and forth with her emotions here. She's remembering the good and she's she's wishing, but she wishes she couldn't think about him, but she can't help it. I wish I could forget. But how do you just forget somebody that you loved when it was good it was good. It, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. In her fearless vault track, We Were Happy, she sings, when it was good, baby, it was good, baby. And that's another time when she's like, mm-hmm. gosh, it, it was so good, but it's over. That sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you get that in style, too. You get a little God, bit like... like Literally every song ever written by Taylor Swift, I swear. Well, and I think that's what we love, is that she's literally showing you the back and forth that we all experience, right? I think this this is a good way to transition to that, this like pre-chorus, I guess is what she called it. This is the part, I wish it wasn't 4 a.m., that she says is the line that caused her to write the song in the first place. It Mm -hmm. was actually 4 a.m., standing in front of a mirror and she was saying to herself, you know, I had to do it. I, I think this is another reason why 
this is this is another example of a midnight's experience for Taylor. We just talked about. Oh this. yes, big the time. middle of Little the night <laughs> is is a rough time for her. I mean, same girl. Maybe she should take some CBD. Oil. Yeah, we need to work on her <laughs> something. But, Smoke a J, Taylor. Or not, because we're getting some great music right. from it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, stay up as long as you want. We love Give us another album, Taylor. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe when she hits 40, she'll be more concerned about her sleep. Her sleep, health. exactly. Her <laughs> <Just laughs> sleep schedule. <laughs> but I think um, that's almost why I think it's a little bit more reserved or, or quiet, quietly like anguishy Mm -hmm. whereas little big town is like with the girlfriends talking about right what she wishes so it's Mm -hmm. louder in that Mm -hmm. sense but this is her in the middle of the night standing in front of the mirror saying god i wish i wasn't doing this why am i still doing this it's like in her head yeah yeah she loves a middle of the night reference doesn't she um so let's get into the the chorus now. I mean, oh, it's so good. It's oh, I love so it. good. <laughs> Sometimes in the middle of the night, I can feel you again, and I, I just miss you, and I just wish you were a better man. I don't think I'm singing wow, that. Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Keep going. And now. I know I had to say goodbye like a bag of my hair. I just miss you, and I just wish you were a better man. I'm not singing the right harmony, but it's still good. So actually, Sam, you brought this up. Like, well, why did she give this to them? I don't know if it's they said this or she said this, but they're known for their harmonies. Little Big Town is known for their harmonies. And I think she, I think in this song is one of those examples that she heard a harmony. Especially, and what I think she hears is herself talking to herself. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was picturing as well, Rachel. Yeah. Is, you know, she's she's not, she doesn't have the fortune of being in a band where they can, like, you know, but she can definitely work with her own her own voice. And especially, you get this a lot in Midnight's. It sounds like she's talking yes. to herself and she goes yes. back and forth like she is in this song, too. So it's Which a great, is what you're doing in the middle of the night, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Now... Apparently, she wrote this in a hotel room. Yeah. Which is not the first time we've talked about a song that she's written in a hotel room. Yeah, what was it? And, oh, Enchanted. Enchanted. Yeah. Yes. And I, uh, I, I yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but. Just see, I think the reason, up. here's my thought philosophy. I don't sleep well in a hotel room. I don't know about you. Oh, I they're my best the sleep ever. And then really? I do the second night. Yeah, because the air, I always turn the air on super low Full yeah. of curtains. They always have yeah. like fresh sheets that yeah. may or may not have been washed. But I, I gotta get used to the pillows. First. Yeah, I yeah. love it's the pillows, pillows at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that maybe she doesn't sleep well in a new place, and she's in a new place like all the time if she's traveling on the road and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so she's not sleeping, and so she's standing up in the middle of the night, staring at mirrors, writing songs. And and she also said that she wrote this while she was on tour, and that's why she was at a hotel. Mm. And what's interesting, especially right now, during the Eras Tour, when you see her on stage, she seems so happy. But we also know right now is that she's going through, like, some relationship trauma. And that's apparently what she was going through when she wrote the song. She was on tour, but she was also going through relationship trauma. And, geez, how hard must must that be to put on 
a performance when deep down you're maybe are heartbroken but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's also cathartic for her to yeah. perform I think certain it's, songs right it's got to be her state. healing yeah and i had a thought and i lost it my cocktail is getting <laughs> okay. dangerously low how are how are you guys on yours um I'm, I, I made extra i heard i heard pouring. some glug glugging in the back i'm, I'm happy to hear that <laughs> okay so i mean curious okay the first time i heard this line i know we had to say goodbye like the back mm-hmm. of your hand mm-hmm. i like eye rolled at that mm-hmm. because something about it just sounded so cliche like it's like not the back my of my hand line. that's such like it's your favorite line no it's not my favorite line it's not your favorite line okay like i thought it was weird but, but i get then, what she's saying here Right. I, it's like I get it too much. Like, that's just a common phrase, and Taylor's known for kind of, like, switching her phrases. Mm-hmm. So I almost wanted something else. But then I realized that maybe this is the whole point. That she's she's almost saying, like, yeah, 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 I know. Like, he was bad for me. I know it by the back of my hand, whatever. Yeah, 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 I know that. I just still wish she were a better man. I think that I, that, that was how I was kind of ma- making sense of it. That it was it was supposed to be so just flippant. Like, yeah, 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 I know it like the back of my hand. Because it's just like something you roll off the top. Like, I know that. But I just miss him. It doesn't matter. I still miss him. Yeah. Yeah. She misses him. Here she is missing him and just wishing it could have worked out. Right? You know? Yeah. If only he was a better man. Basically, I just wanted to reiterate, here she is just like, I just miss you, and I just wish you were a better man. Like, yeah. she's like, this sucks, you mm-hmm. know? Because I, I do miss you, and I don't want to miss you, but I do mm-hmm. miss you, but I just wish you were a better man. And it's her, like, maybe sort of healing herself, because she's reminding herself that you weren't a good man. Right, and I feel like this is the therapist in me that's just like, did you miss him? Did you miss how he made you feel? Did you miss what you wanted him to be and what you thought he was? Like, I think that's loaded. When you say, I just miss you, it's like, really? Is it it him or is it a bunch of other things? So then what's the answer to that question? Is there one? Is it loaded like a gun? Yeah, I, I think it Some is. Some kind of loaded gun. <laughs> Some kind of loaded gun. Kate, that's really a, that's a really good point. That there, what you, gosh, you just like want to pull out. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me more right. about, so. Because do you miss, I mean, like getting into. Now like, we're, yeah, well, now we're going into verse two. two. So that's right. The therapist just said, you miss right. him? Okay, tell me more. Right. It was always on his terms, mm-hmm. hanging on every careless word. Girl, I know. <laughs> like. Yeah, she's really. That was not fun. She's opening up here how she's like yeah. Yeah. letting us in on the bad that this guy was yes. and how he wasn't a better man. Um, could change his mind any given moment. His terms, careless words. Um, yep. Like, yeah, she, she, she really went through it. And we see this in All Too Well. We see yes. this in I Bet You Think About Me. I know I've already talked about those, but just want to bring those up again. I almost do. Like, yeah. Like, 
But what I think is interesting is that, and I, this is maybe an example of why this song didn't make it on the album, because I think it was too loaded. It was too, and just as if, like, oh. As if like, All Too Well was, wasn't. Except you might be confusing All Too Well with All Too Well 10-minute version. I mean, because, All Too Well honestly, standard version is still very loaded. All Too Well standard version is actually just kind of sad. It's still sad. Like, it didn't work out for us. All Too Well 10-minute version, we find out why it was yeah. so bad. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of think this one was pushing the edge of, like, uh, this was a bit of an abusive, cruel relationship. And it got pulled. And then as soon as she was able to go through therapy of writing All Too Well 10-minute version mm-hmm. and releasing it into the world, she was ready to lay this out mm-hmm. and let us hear a little bit about, I mean, gosh. Okay, so then we move into the, it's it's the pre-chorus that's just the, the, the hardest part is, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking down to me like a, I'll, always be around you push my love away like a some sort of loaded gun Mm -hmm. i i think that was so what what i think is this is an example of like you to me this is this is tolerated yes thank you before she runs Mm -hmm. i i've been like struggling to put my finger on what song is this is this reminiscent of this part of the song? Is this verse, this like yes. pre-chorus? Thank you. It's tolerated. Absolutely. Right. I love By the tolerated. way, I also realized I wrote down jealousy, taking down, talking down, push away, love. This guy is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like it's clear now. You dirty bastard. Yeah. He's not going to be a better man. Okay. And also, I mean, I wonder if she has these because she doesn't talk about it in this song. But it's like, does she ever? I want to know the song. And make because you you guys maybe know this. Where's the song where she's like, God, I'm so stupid. Like that, that's anti hero. Okay, <laughs> I think that's I think yeah. Anti-hero. That's a good that's a good thought, um, Rachel. Mm-hmm. You know, like why did I put up with this? Why didn't I love myself enough to like? Yeah, it is anti hero. Was... But that's only one. We get a lot of like we get. You know, it didn't work out, and I'm sad about that. We get, we we get later after they have run, after she has run, mm-hmm. which is this. Mm-hmm. But we don't really get that like post reflection of like, Maybe why am I will. like this? Because she's think... only how old? Thirty? Yeah. How old is she? She's thirty three. Um, yeah. When okay. she wrote so this, she coming. was allegedly twenty two. So right. Maybe right. that's coming, y'all. I, I I think you're right, Kate. <laughs> I think we're. Get, I think you're right. I think we're getting more. I think you're losing me as a really good. I think Joe put her through the runner. There we go. I, I said it. I brought Joe into the conversation. I think Joe, and her age and her self exploration has gotten her closer to understand. Like, oh, is this is who I am? Rachel, yeah. I think you're and, doing everything you can to talk about you're losing me. <laughs> I think I better pick that song. You're losing me on this podcast. I need to just listen you're to it because okay. I focus. have no idea Let's what get you're back. talking about. Okay. I do want to say, we haven't brought this up, but as soon as I heard you'd never thought I'd run and, and, it, and it made me think of, uh, I'm stronger than you believe me, I could do it and, and tolerate it. I hear a little bit of her talking to... Scott and Scooter oh, about her re-records. Her albums. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you, you never thought I'd run. You never thought I'd leave you. You never thought I'd go and do this. And I, like, I wish you were a better man. I wish we would have been able to work this out. Yeah. I think there are so many songs that you could view as the perspective of her being heartbroken from a romantic Like a breakup. Or the heartbreak of her relationship with her record label. Yeah. A lot of them are similar. Mm Mm-hmm. Parallels. Parallels. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the word. Thanks. All right. Um, Back into it. Um, We get another, we we get another verse. I mean, another chorus of Better Man. And now we're getting into a banging bridge, right? This bridge be (laughs) banging. Let me tell you, this morning, knowing that we were recording this podcast later today, I put the song on repeat. I was driving to yoga and it's about a 20 minute drive for me. I put the song on repeat, so I heard the song three times. And all throughout yoga, we're, like, practicing, like, zen, meditation, breathing. (laughs) But all I could hear in my head was, I hold on to this bride because these days it's all I have. And I gave (laughs) to you my best. And And we both know you can't say that. You can't say that. Yeah, I like that version. Yeah, it's a banging bridge. I love it. Okay, hold on to your pride. I thought, now this is a moment where we get a little bit of a Taylor twist because I think if you're holding on to your pride can sometimes be a bad thing, right? You're you're, um, too proud to admit it. Is that even a line? That's a line somewhere. Too proud to whatever. Somewhere. (laughs) But... But here it's almost like she's saying, like, this is a lifeline. Like, I held on to my pride to be, like, proud of who I am. I hold, I, I hold on to this pride because otherwise I'm going to fall. Like, I have to be proud of myself for leaving him because mm-hmm. otherwise I will fall back mm-hmm. into that trap again. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she does. Well, she's saying it's all she has. Yeah. Like, she doesn't view herself, she doesn't deem herself worthy, worthy of anything <gasps> else because she's like, she keeps going back to, oh, I want him. I miss him. It yeah, was magical, girl. even though he sucked. But Don't do I'm too to proud oh. to go back to that. It's all I have. Oh, that's and so sad. You just yeah. made yeah. me sad. Well, yeah. No, it sucks. It's super sad, Taylor. <sighs> Thanks a lot. Gee, Thanks a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. Girl, just move in with your girlfriends in Chicago. It'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> We got another song connection here. Yeah. I gave to you my best is I give you my best. And would it be enough if I could never give you my, give you peace? Oh my gosh. Which I cannot listen to anymore after introducing me. (laughs) I just made a drinking game. That was one of the first songs I thought of when I heard about the Taylor Joe breakup. I thought of peace. I thought of, oh no. (laughs) But now there's many that I can think deeply on but what's so great about this song this you know is fits in musical mixology but whatever here we are is after the bridge after this last chorus she just repeats it and it just is a way for her to just like Mm -hmm. let it sink in a little bit this song is what like four and a half plus minute song it's one of the longer songs and it's because she just continues to repeat that chorus and i think it's a way Rachel, you've talked about this, of her, Mm -hmm. like, having to cope with it. It's her convincing herself Mm -hmm. that 
it's over, it's better off, yeah. but she's still going back and forth, she misses it, whatever, but she needs to, like, continue to repeat mm-hmm. it. Well, she's talking to herself. Yes, yes. Now, does Little Big Town do that? In her, in, you don't get this in the Little Big Town version. But right. in this version, you can hear the background of her, like, saying the chorus again, and then their stronger voice of, like, mm-hmm. yes, better man, yes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just where you get that, like, I'm talking to mm-hmm. I'm talking to myself and then my mm-hmm. head voice and just head. and uh, like reassuring yeah. herself that yeah. like she made the right decision Ugh. yeah reassuring yeah yeah Kate do you have a favorite line of the song a favorite lyric you know I I honestly I just I'll go back to I've said it before but like I love the the bravest thing I ever did yes. was run yes um right and like yeah. you know I look at it as you're not running away, you're running to what you're meant for. Mm. Oh, what wow. you're, you know, that mm. it's not like you're a scaredy cat and you're like afraid to face something and you're running away. It's I'm running away because what I'm running away from has not served me at all. Yeah. And I'm running to my future. Oh, Taylor, are you listening? <laughs> because you just went to therapy. Licensed You're welcome, right Taylor. That'll be $2,000. free. Exactly. There you go. Kate, send her an invoice. That's so good. She's not running away. She's running too. And we need more songs about what she's running to. And I think we all need to give yeah. ourselves grace that if something is not working for us, whether it's a relationship or a job or whatever it is, like... <laughs> Run, girl or mm-hmm. man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Run to what you're meant for. But even if you don't know what it is, it's it's run. a it, you got to be brave to do that. It's so hard to do that. It's yeah. so hard to run from what mm. you think is comfortable, from what you think is familiar. It it takes bravery. That's what she's singing about here, and that's one of the hardest things, yeah. right? So, yes. You can, you should run, and you eventually will look back on that as thinking that was, that was the thing to do. That was the bravest thing I could have ever done. But yeah, to get to that yeah. point is and don't be as, like to me also like don't be afraid of the mixed emotions because mm-hmm. this song is all about the mix of like yeah. oh missing something, but like you're making this decision and you're being brave, and I think it's okay to live in that mix Sam I I know we have to say goodbye like the back of our hand <laughs> but I'm just gonna miss you and I just wish you would tell me what song we're doing next week I thought you were gonna say I just wish you were a better man I was like bitch please <laughs> no, no you are one of the Sam listeners <laughs> Sam, we call them Swiggies. One of the best. <laughs> All the Swiggies. Sorry, listeners, Swiggies. Sam, Sam is available and looking, <laughs> and he is a better man. Maybe the best kind of man. Wow, you are setting the bar so high. Love you, Sam. <sighs> Sam, I did not say that. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. That was very sweet of you to say. Next week's song, Sam is coming out on July 7th. And July 7th happens to be a really exciting day. 
July 7th mm-hmm. is when Speak Now is coming into the universe. Okay? Speak Now, Taylor's okay. version. Yes. So exciting. So we have to pick a Taylor's version song. But, I mean, I've got so many I'd like to pick. But as I learned in the uh, release, when, when Taylor said, if you know, you know, and I realized I didn't know, <laughs> that in the song, <laughs> Last Kiss, she mentions July 9th. And so just in time for July 9th, we need to listen to Last Kiss. Yay. Okay, so that's what we're doing. It's going to be a good one. I really do like that song. I have heard that song, love that song. So I'm excited to do that. Well, Rach and Kate, I wish it wasn't 7 p.m. standing in front of my computer saying, it's time to go. Whoa. Did you know that reference when you <laughs> typed that out? I did. <laughs> yes, I did. But alas, it is. Swiggies, we probably aren't better off alone. So we would love it if you came and found us on the internet. We always plug this section. Please give us a follow on our social media podcasts. That's Swift and Swigs Pod on Instagram and TikTok. You can rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can, what else can you do? Find us on Be Real. That was our latest. Oh, yeah. Me and Rachel are totes into Be Real these days. So find us on Be Real. Um, and just give us lots of love. We would love to continue to grow our podcast alongside you guys. So We'll be a better podcast if you are here. That's us. right. And I will continue to be the better man that Kate claims that I am. So, <laughs> Kate. Thank you for being here. You made this. You made this a better podcast. Truly, you you really did. I love you both. So fun. So fun. I hope you had so much fun with us. And yeah, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Thanks, Kate, for joining us. And keep see you next week for Last Kiss. Yeah, Last Kiss next week. Woohoo! Cheers! Cheers! Toodles, ladies. Have a good one, y'all. I didn't say this on the episode. I wrote it down, though. This song is a little bit like a weaker Independence Day. Oh. I was thinking of, uh-huh. do you know that song, Sam? By Martina McBride. Independence oh. Day. Let freedom ring. Let the white dove sing. Let the whole world know that today is a day of reckoning. Let the Does weak know be strong. Oh my gosh. Okay. He was just, he was a baby when it came out. He was a itty bitty baby. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I hope we can do something with that. I will do something with that. Or, or no, like doing outtakes. <laughs> out, oh, like you and I oh, yes. He's going to do something with that. I will absolutely do something with that. Yes. <laughs>